Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Neil, welcome. Oh, God, Josh. Thank you. Thank God you're here. Thank fucking God. Guess Neil. Did it start? Oh, it, yeah. It started. We have a pre-recorded, but I like leaving it in. Yes. We have a pre-recorded. Welcome to the good guys. I'm Josh. Oh, and Ben. We just jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I, but we kind of defeated the purpose of that by saying to our listeners that we have a pre-recorded. Uh, Guess Neil's first job. What was your first job? It dep- well, what, in show business? <laughs> We're two Nickelodeon boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, um, you want to guess? The show? Yeah. Oh, oh. Drake and Neil. Uh, <laughs> Drake and Drake. And <laughs> Neil, Neil and Kel. Drake and Neil. All that? That's right. Wow, what a guess. Season, season two. Wow, that's awesome. Season two, they'd stolen Pierre Escargot from me, and then I didn't get credit for it, and then they hired me for the second season. Wow. Were you and Amanda Bynes close? I was there before Amanda. Mm. And I was there before Nick Cannon. I was there before anybody. You were there. I was the first one. You were original. First one and last one. Uh, yeah, I was in and out quickly. You were f- let go? I, look, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I, you know, when you say it like that. When they... Brian Robbins, the exec producer, said something really funny to me one time. He goes, I should have fired you when I had the chance. Which is really funny. <laughs> Great. I was, it was like openly, not like I wasn't qualified. I was just very, I was like 20 or 21. And they said that my writing was experimental, which always made me laugh. Like it was a nice way of going like, you don't get this show. But I recovered. <laughs> I made a full recovery. But you, you created characters that they stole from you. And you also had a bit that I thought was maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. Go ahead. Which was the hair, uh, club, for hair boys? club for boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a way for young 10, 11-year-old boys to have chest hair. Mm. Again, not for that show. A good idea. Just don't do it on an actual kid's sketch show. I would have loved it. Of course you would have loved it. At that age, look at you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three you have swarthy a fucking, men. Yeah, you have a... Mm-hmm. I've got nothing. I, in fact, I had so little, I just shave it off. Really? I had... I, my chest hair is garbage. You're a special version of Irish. Mm-hmm. Go right? on. Well, because they come in, you're not, a, you're ready not. Ready to fight, go with maybe fighting you, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Well, because like, we're different flavors of Jew, mm-hmm. me and Ben, right? Like, you wouldn't. You look, here's the small world, you look Irish, I look Jewish, to people. I was going to say, you definitely look Jewish. Yeah. Yep. And, and Brennan, uh, which, it's Irish. Yeah, but, it's very Irish, yeah. But it, if you say it like this. People say Brenner all the time. Brennan, you know. There you go. Yeah, feels yeah, Jewish. Yeah. If you say anything like that, it feels Jewish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it you? Um, but yeah, I mean, because we think a lot of people don't know. <laughs> Fun a lot fact. of people are saying Jesus was a Jew. Go okay. ahead. You think Jesus kvetched? Do you know that word? Yeah, of course. You Come think... on, I know all the fucking Jewish words. I, I mean, know all the Yiddish. I know all the popular, the hit Yiddish words. Did he have? You think Jesus had Jewish isms? Sure, he did. Sure, he did. For sure, right? Sure, he definitely like, worried about. Do I have too many apostles? What? What are they in it for the right reasons? <laughs> Honestly, but... he probably just kvetched about Judaism in general, which is why he started Judaism Light. You know what's funny is they say the Jews killed Jesus, but then also didn't Rome kill him? There's a lot of conflicting stories. No, it's a, only, and I don't on, want to get only the anti only the anti-Semites say that Jews killed Jesus. It was a hundred percent Rome. It was Rome. They killed. Jesus. You know, he sounds like a lawyer right now. And by the way, I don't well, want to say. It's, well, 
That's what we do I don't do want well. to be Semitic, but anti-Semitic, but... I had a question. For, oh, how, so you're married to a comedian. Yes. Was she a comedian when you met her? No. How did you feel about her becoming a comedian? I think it was what she was born to do. She's really funny. Great at what she does. Great yep. takes. Can really work a crowd, room, sell tickets. It was great. all sort of there. And I felt but great But has it, it affected her nervous system at all? In a way that you, whatever, you're never going to tell me. But if you don't, like, I, I'm not sure. I don't think I would want to be married to a comedian personally but may i say she's not she aggravating go ahead she's not in the traditional she's not doing she didn't have to start doing open mics at the okay. comedy store got you know it what I'm correct saying? yeah like she cultivated an audience the audience told her we'd love to see a one-woman show yep. basically she curated one with the audience already built they were coming there so a lot of the trauma that is accrued from a stand-up yeah. life. I don't. I feel like she doesn't have as much. She has her own similar trauma, but not from the doing do, not doing from that particular struggle. No, but like yeah. it's funny. Like we actually have spoken about this without doing the circuit. Like she has the uh, unfortunately, dad passed at fourteen. Like the classic. Like there's an archetype of a comedian. One hundred percent. You need to be like beat down to a point where you're just like you. You want to be funny and you want that level of validation and. So she didn't have to fight it in the streets, but I like that you guys are talking like I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that was the whole well, last episode. <laughs> well, you said something brilliant when in com your episode of Comedians in Cars, when you know Jerry Seinfeld validated him as one of the greats. You said, you He's know, not, don't worry about it. Great boxers never come from Vale, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody great. It's like you don't do it if you don't have to do it, mm. or unless you have a huge following and they tell you to do it. Those are the two things that birth. That's how Pryor started. He had a huge following on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> sure. Pryor had a podcast, and they. I'm kidding. But does um, Mulaney have trauma? Every great comedian is out of their minds, in some ways. Like I'm not saying I'm not disparaging anyone, but I'm saying that there's all uh, there's a core thing to all of them. So, including his wife. Mm -hmm. What's your wife all about? Normie, perfect. Great. Not a drunk, good, secure family, likes herself. Yeah. Cute. Does she nice. like herself too much? Mm. I don't Just like when enough. people, you know what I'm saying? question, of course. No. Does she she's like herself too much? Adorably insecure about silly things that she right. shouldn't be. Can, mm. Have you gotten her over any insecurities? Have you, like, healed any of them? Like, where they're just not, she just doesn't have them anymore. No, she's she comes from a, a athletic family. Her dad was a quarterback for the Jets. Great. What's her, her last name? O'Brien. I remember. Her. Jewish. Yeah. You know? One I of remember. yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Early 80s, O'Brien was the quarterback. Yep. 10 years for the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, brother QB1 at Fresno State, like all the girls are six feet and they're all like stunning and insecure and, and worry about how they look in clothes and food stuff. So it's nice. Yeah. It's reassuring to know that like people insecure about their weight don't just look like me. But she's, but it's are adorable. You Insecure about your weight? Uh, yeah, I mean, to a certain, I, of all my isms, I've weirdly been able. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a drug addict, alcoholic. Fifteen years, thankfully, recovered. But I can have a cigarette and not smoke a pack tomorrow. I can spend two hundred bucks in Vegas and not be at the yeah. tables all night. And I can eat a cupcake and not then, you know, follow it with a gigantic milkshake and three cakes and then blackout. So I feel like I've, I've somewhat. I wouldn't say mastered it, but I have the food thing under control to an extent. But yeah, I'm wildly insecure because I ruined my body. <laughs> I ruined it, Neil. I like how you're g grinning ear to ear. I ruined my body. I, I ruined. Well, the sitcom shit never leaves. Yeah, that's I ruined great. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it hurts. It's a bummer. What do you mean? All right. Well, this is interesting because the, the I think. I think people are going to have eating disorders regardless of what happens. And I'm not saying that I don't know what your food thing was. But women's eating disorders fucks up their their digestion forever. Yeah, like gallbladders. Yeah, shit. like can't, di like celiac. They like bring, make, they fucks up their teeth. Their throat, like so many systems that you don't even think about. And not like, it's like young ladies, just so you know. Obviously, I hope they don't have them anyway, but... But that's one of those things where I didn't know I dated girls with eating disorders and afterward. It's such a bummer. And when you say you ruined it, what do you mean? That I ruined my body? Yeah. 
I stretch out my skin. I can't ever really take my shirt off at the pool. I mean, I can. Can you do the removal thing? I did that. Great. But it's never quite right. But it's okay. But yeah, it's I'm a with weird. You. Here's the wildest part, if I may. I was thin-ish till I was like eight or nine, and then I got like chubby, but like within the normal realm of like, oh, he's a chubby kid. Yeah. yeah. Till I was like twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Then I got wildly overweight at the exact time I was being introduced to the world. Right. From 13 to 17, I was like 100 pounds overweight. And then I lost 100 pounds. I've been mostly of a normal size That's my funny. entire life, and people only know, I know. me. That's what I was going to say. Like, Weird, right? Well, it's just... Odd. Well, that's the odd thing about famous that most people know you from that, and it doesn't matter how long ago it was. We laugh because people still to this day, and now it annoys me. We'll go, <laughs> "Hey, man, you look great!" <laughs> like it's twenty years ago, yeah. Jack. Yeah. I'm like, can I? Well, please? that guy Adam Rich died from the sitcom Eight Is Enough yesterday, and that was Eight Is Enough was just leaving syndication when I was a kid, so I have like a vague recollection of him. He died at the age of 57, and in my head, I'm like, he's a little kid. Yeah. How did a little kid die? But it's because he was 57. Mm. Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. The new year is here, and there's no better way to kick off 2023 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self. Look, I've used Liquid IV in the past, and the truth is, it's delicious, it's good for me, and I don't mind drinking it, which first and foremost is the biggest hurdle to get over when we're talking about adding a little something-something to your water. As somebody that owns an alcohol company, may I say an award-winning alcohol company, Mm. I drink a lot and I get hungover a lot, and the number one way for me to hydrate after a long night of spritzing is Liquid IV. I love it, and all the flavors, so fruity and delicious, Concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch. Who could go wrong? What what could go wrong? Nothing. Fantastic products. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. And as I said, when I'm at the gym, whether I'm out in the middle of the day, I know that I can just grab a package, throw it in a bottle of water, boom, we're done. Look, one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you Two times faster. I'm not kidding. And it contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C. Normally, I'd forget to take all of those in the morning. Now I don't need to forget because I can take one liquid IV with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. I've completely thrown all my coconut water in the trash. You know my favorite vitamin? What? Be yourself. Wow. Thank you. They got to add that to that. Vitamin B yourself, made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy so that our very sensitive stomachs can stay feeling great. You know, I could go for a GMO every now and then, and Liquid IV said, not here, friend, not here. Look, grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. Heard of it? Or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code GOODGUYS at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code GOODGUYS at liquidiv.com. What were your shows? No shows. You've never been on a show? No, nothing. What do you, what was the, what's the boy without a job thing? Memes, funny, humor, relatable humor. That's sort of my, my shtick and my thing. And but, but really, I'm just a very normal guy. Very normal guy with a podcast. But I know I'm aware of the the account. I started it like eight years ago, early. Probably early, yeah. Been a been a memer for a very long time. But How but many a, do you try to come up with a day? It's a great question. At this point, it's just whenever something comes to me. Right. Back when I was like treating it like a job, try to come up with at least two to three, and that's honestly when it is less fun. It's a lot more fun to just. We have a segment on the show which we'll do later called "What Are You Nuts." which is the, exactly what memes are, honestly. It's taking little minutia on a day-to-day basis and blowing did it into a Did you do topical ones or you did like... Yeah, we do topical ones. We would. Yeah, it's funny, the social media, it's the liberation of, of all this shit where it's like we all have to self-motivate. Yeah. Like when we were on the elevator, I was like, fuck, because I'm just behind on a thing that no one cares about. You know what I mean? Like For sure. These, these like ongoing... I don't envy, I mean, I guess it's better. It's just pick your poison. 
No, you got to be on. Yeah. Sometimes when you don't want to be on, mm-hmm. I think is what you're saying. Yeah, we all have these these volunteer jobs that are lucrative or relatively lucrative, but it yeah, you there's no downtime. It's the entertainment gig economy. Yeah. Like anytime you could be employed if you want to tap into like you could turn yeah, the meter like Uber, on yeah. on your your creative Uber. Yeah. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, it's bullshit. Well, but it's I guess it's better than writing for a show or writing it I'd rather do that than have to write twenty jokes for Corden or Seth tonight. I was gonna say the the good news is that I don't there's no boss in that equation. There's nobody yeah, to tell me if something's funny line. or not. I decide if something's funny. But the thing I learned was like, you know, the audience is your boss. You're gonna have a boss. I was gonna say though, the difference is the traditional validation. So even as you asked, are you on a show? Like what have you done? Yeah. Versus me just saying, Oh, I'm a regular guy with almost two million followers. It's yeah. like there isn't that thing, right? Like my wife transitioned from being a memer to a comic. Yeah. For me it's I I'm an entrepreneur. I own a beverage company, but there isn't like a thing. There isn't a reason I have an audience beyond the fact that the internet is really cool and a large group of people love my humor. But I also think at a certain but, point, and it's probably in the next 18 months where, I mean, I when I think of sitcoms, and I've talked to Bobby and people about this, like that shit's like a, doing a corporate at this mm. point relative to just being Burt Kreischer or Segura or Tim Dillon or one of these guys where it's like, those guys have a ton of freedom in a way that, like, they want a sitcom. Like, Santino is way better known for podcasting than he is being third lead on Dave. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's unheard of. Yeah. And that, but to the point, the my point being that in a year and a half, no one, I assumed you guys knew each other from acting or something. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked that. I'm not mm-hmm. like, are you legitimate? <laughs> no, but it's you, a, no, but, no, but it's a fair I question. Think anything Canned of you or beverage. <laughs> where would where might uh, I know you from? Yeah. But like, I'm on. I'm. I was on Double Dare as oh, as a kid, were? and I, I had to do it for charity, which is bullshit. And I was on a show, and it was like, you know, when they'll sometimes take like the two shows on the network yeah. and say you're gonna come on a game show. Yeah. But I got. I was 13. And you were and, like, I'm gonna make so much money, and they're like, it's for charity. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yes. And I was fresh off my bar mitzvah, full of rage, on a steroid cycle, and I got so into the game. You were on steroid cycle for what? No, Weight no. Weight loss? A- You're asthma, making asthma. Up? Got it up. And got it, got it, got prednisone, got it. step got down it. pack. Got it. And I got so <laughs> into the game that I started like, literally when other people would be messing up on the challenges, I'd be like, get your head in the game! <laughs> <laughs> this is for keeps! Do they, do they keep it? You're Did embarrassing you me in front of Mark Summers! Yeah. But like, I'm on two sitcoms right now as like a reoccurring thing I do, How I Met Your Father and iCarly, I don't mean to brag. And, you know, I got away from that for a long time. And I did one hours and half hour comedies and these things because I was like sitcoms antiquated. I grew up doing this. Yeah. It's a corporate, to your yeah. point. And now I'm doing it and I find it like wildly refreshing. I'm and, sure. And the whole system. Ring a doorbell, walk in, well, say something funny. It just kind of works. But you know what else works is that I've, wa- I've done half hour single camera sitcoms, which basically... To the to the normies mm-hmm. out there, a sitcom you get three days of rehearsal, so you're working through the jokes, and then you put it up in front of the writers, and Neil goes, "This joke worked. That didn't. Let's go. All the writers get together. Let's make that joke better." Mm-hmm. So by the time you're filming on Thursday and Friday, it's gone through three or four iterations to like, it might not be the greatest, but this is the best version of what you've done that week. On another show, on a single camera comedy, you're showing up, and maybe the only time these words have been said were in the writer's room. Right. So you just don't know. Hopefully yeah. it's brilliant and it's 30 Rock. Right. But sometimes it just, sometimes those words just feel weird in your mouth. I did some acting recently. Yeah. On a, it was a musical kind of run. It was, whatever, the 29 hour Broadway thing where they have like, so it was a musical, and I was like the narrator. I can't say anymore. But, it was fascinating to just be an actor and see the writer sulking and see the director and see the all the performers and having lines where I was like, this shit doesn't work at all and trying to muscle it out and wanting it. And you can't say to the writer like, yo, man, I'm a writer. I can't be like, yo, motherfucker, this shit doesn't work. Yeah. What's that like? Because you, you are just a, have to not. You have to not. You just have to eat it. 
You have to signal to them. You have to be like, I don't know. You just got to play it dumb. Mm. But I wanted to be like, yeah, man. It's Chappelle you say to me, if I pitched a sketch, he goes, what the fuck am I going to do in that? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. So interesting. I've never thought about that. Whenever I watch like a bad Netflix movie and it's noticeably bad, I can't even imagine how bad Everyone, the actors the feel. The actors all know. You know, Talk, it's like, like a bad date. They know. Where well, you're it's just a trying sour to, note. You're like, yes. that, did, that, did, that yeah. was the wrong like, note. Like, I could say it. Let me try it again. Mm. And then they're trying to make you say it the right way. And you're like, dude, there's no right way to say this. It was very interesting. But it was, it was fun. It was, I, it was fun, actually. Well, can you believe how much... I would imagine that as an actor, and this is now that I do like social media and this stuff like Ben does and his wife, like there's just so much control. And then when I walk on a set and I'm like, don't you need me? Like, can I just jump in and help? They're like, no, no, just stand where the tape You're is paint. and shut up. You're now paint. Yes. We're going to put the paint over here and a little paint. Shut up, paint. You're going here. It really, I didn't mind it except when it was bombing. Then I'd be like, oh, mm. but when it's, when you like feel like you put the thing on it that makes it work, it's. It's worth it, but... I want to believe that I am so wildly magnanimous that if I was ever in the position of showrunner and I've got a fucking hot gun like Neil Brennan, that I'm paying, I'm underpaying as only an actor. You and would I think, think. That I'd be like, Neil, you got anything? You would think. Didn't right? come up once. That's hubris. No. Nah, like, what is it's, that? It's, Myopic? It's a, it's, a it's, a, it's a playwright. It's a playwright who's like, he wants it a certain way. He heard it a certain way. And it's like, yeah, okay. Cool, I can't do it. Maybe somebody else could. But so I don't begrudge them. It happens all the time. I'm doing commercial I do commercials and then I'll pitch ideas and they'll be like I'll be like, Okay. <laughs> like, you got me. How is it in the reverse when you're the writer? Do you want to hear someone's don't pitch? Don't you say a word. Right. No, I love when people no one ever pitches me any that's the thing, is like no one really ever pitches me jokes for my act. I pitch everyone jokes. No one pitches me. Like occasionally somebody would pitch me jokes. But I love when people pitch. Hmm. It's like a little uncomfortable, but <laughs> but like I can't. That's how I got jobs in the first place was pitching to comedians. So I can't be like, get away from me. I want the help if you can, if you got it. Like, please, fucking please help me. Is that how you came to make what is probably the best special of 2022, your new Netflix special blocks? How did that feel to hear? <laughs> did that hurt? As a memer, did that? <laughs> did that hurt? Uh, I didn't even hear the question. I blacked out. Yeah, you just knew it was getting good. It's somebody who Derek Delgado, the director, has a joke in it. He pitched a joke, and then I was editing it, and I it was like a fork. And I one did better than the other. My joke did a little better than his, and I so I used my joke. And he's like, "Anything on them on my on on Gilmore Girl, whatever." <laughs> and so people want their idea. Everybody, people just want their idea. I remember when I was a, like very young. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's just, everyone wants to take credit at a party or in the car or whatever where they go. You know that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was I. I used to do a joke with Chappelle where it was like, when we we're doing half baked and they'd pitch and I just I and I the joke was like, how about just let us do what we're gonna do and then we'll pass around a hat at the end and you guys can pull some out that you can take credit for, mm. and just until then leave us alone. But they don't, they want it. Today's episode is brought to you by Factor. This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. I thought I'd never be a meal delivery service guy, but I tried Factor, and I was wrong. It makes my life so much easier. I don't have to think it's reasonable as far as money goes and by the way, it's delicious. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Did you say keto? I said keto, Ke my my boy. Keto season. Love these Factor meals. Again, incredibly easy. Delivered to your door with 34 chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. There's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meals and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36 
quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Hello? Eating vegan or veggie? is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. If you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to a select vegan and veggie meal each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes. There really is no easier way to eat well. Head to Factor75.com slash GoodGuy60 and use code GoodGuy60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code GoodGuy60 at Factor75.com slash GoodGuy60 to get 60% off your first box. I guess in, in the special, you have this great, and I don't want to give away any punchlines, but you talk about being surrounded by some of these like icons of comedy mm-hmm. and feeling like you had sort of been delivered, like fi- like a version of a finish line for you, and then you were quickly reminded yeah, that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you weren't, in, in quotes, part of the club, perhaps. Right. Like, what when you start with something like the Chappelle Show, uh-huh. and then you do three mics, and uh-huh. now blocks, like, is there a version of the finish line there? Is there like a, a chapter close well, for Well, the funny Neil? thing, no. There, well, no, there's just like plateaus, I feel like. Mm. Like, now I feel... I I've never I'm not going to say I'm secure but I'm not I'm less insecure than I've ever been. But I don't so now it's more like open open path kind of thing like well, what do I want to do? What's interesting? Yeah, instead of and not like I was cha- critics or whatever, it's also a lot of it's arbitrary. So whether what they like they like three mics more than they like blocks. I don't I have no fucking idea why. No idea why. So I just now I'm just gonna ignore it and and work with the audience. I mean, again, not like they didn't like it, but but uh, critics, but even like in on the Mount Rushmore, people kind of fall off. So it's like someone who's so good at one point, like their sort of talent dissolves or like sort of gets washed away, or they just don't care any so much anymore. So all the it's always shifting, yeah. like what the the goalposts. Like, if a person is a goalpost, then, then then they will... There are people that I mentioned that are just not as good as they used to. So, like, I'm less... I don't really look... Not like I don't look up to anybody, but but the, the idea of a hero is less... It's... Having a hero is cartoonish. Like, and they must have just thought of like he improvised the whole thing no it's like people get it's people have a process and they go work and well yeah heroes are bullshit anyone the 27 club is bullshit because if Jimi hendrix had lived he'd probably be a judge on the voice like you're absolutely right yes you're you're cool if you're jim morrison or janice joplin or basquiat because you didn't have time to be corny because you were at the height of your powers and you died yep that's correct if Mm. yeah this is a funny anecdote around that which is so I had a joke that if Biggie and Tupac were still alive, they'd both be playing detectives on Law and Order. <laughs> and then Rock did a joke in his movie Top Five. If Tupac was alive, he'd be in a Tyler Perry movie kicking Jill Scott down a flight of steps. <laughs> just funnier. Like just like beat me. Same idea. And just one of those like, oh yeah, he threw the ball harder. <laughs> right. So in terms of just like greats and all that stuff. Like occasionally or whatever, but sometimes I beat him. The thing in the joke in the show where he zings me and then I kind of zing him arguably better than his. Yeah. Like, whatever. Sometimes he beats, sometimes I beat him too. What, so your your special drops at midnight. What's the first big baller call you get? Is it rock? Like, I mean, I imagine a lot of these people had seen it before. It, uh, it aired, like, rock had come a bunch of times. Tell me the validation. I want to hear the validation. I want to hear the Neil. You're oh, you know what? I've been printing. The, I've been texting. I've been. You know how you there's a there's an app where you can get pictures printed from your phone. Okay. I screenshot them and now I frame them because I just I am like I'm not. I like this. I was talking to. I have a podcast called Blocks. It's I have a special called Blocks podcast called Blocks. I have other people on. They talk about their blocks. But Letterman's been on. Sebastian did it today. And uh, Sebastian was talking about how crazy it is, and maybe you have this, maybe you have this. People who have 
giant pictures of themselves in their house. Wild. It's wild. A level of insanity. But normal people have it. You mean like normal? No, I'm not talking about bankers with a greyhound. Yeah, like my boy has it with his wife, and like it, they're over the mantle with the family, and I think it's wild. It's that's bananas. It's my friend Len. Len, quit it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were talking about. But I've started printing out texts from people. The first nice one on this one was uh, Sandler sent me a really nice text before it came out because he'd seen it. That feels good. It was great because I really, really like Adam and I've known him a long time, but I don't know him like know him, know him. So it's like he was doing. And he was like, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a good special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was doing, he Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, the producer of that, produced Half Baked. So, like, we were, you know, that was the poster on the wall when we were pitching. So, it was like, so to Adam, for Adam to say something nice was awesome. Can I ask you, I, I want to do uh, maybe word association or Rorschach is wrong, but I love it. there were some things I've been seeing lately, and I was like, I would love to hear Neil and, and Ben's take. On this. No, 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 you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you too. I mean, yeah. The word pickleball. I don't, I'm not mad at pickleball. Really? I, it, is a, it is a tragedy of a name. <laughs> the worst. I didn't even think about it. It doesn't make any sense. So dumb. So weird for such an explosive sport. By the way, what is with everybody needing to buy a pickleball team? It's fucking corny. That's it's people what it is. trying to. It's the Back same way. Back in my day, people would buy a soccer team. <laughs> yeah. Three years ago, it's the same way that people thought that the WNBA would blow up, so they started to buy teams. I don't know if you remember that, but obviously that get, didn't happen. I can't happen. step into this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm going to fall for this? Do you think I'm going to slander the WNBA? <laughs> In any way, and say whatever. I've got, if you think safe, I don't have five jokes about the WNBA at all times that I would never do in public. Speaking of safe spaces, do you want to speak on behalf of your good friend Dave Chappelle and his comments I about don't. the Jews? I sure don't. <laughs> I saw you guys had a nice uh, episode, and I'm gonna. And I thought, you know what? We're gonna stay out of that one. <laughs> Fair. That's uh, well, that's like you. Like you look great, Chappelle Show. I haven't worked on Chappelle Show in 17 years. Right, same thing with Drake people Josh. wouldn't know. You'd think I did it. I'm come. I'm on my way here from there. Seventeen years, but yeah, people once they know you for that thing, it's like impossible to do. People ask you if you do more of it. Like I get that about Drake and Josh. Like, oh, are you gonna do another season? <laughs> yeah, but I don't like that thing you were saying about reboots and people ascribing all of the like fondness for reboots. It really is. They just want to be 15. Mm -hmm. Right. That's it. It's like Lauren Michaels always said, if he can tell what, how old someone is by what their favorite cast of SNL was, because it's just when they were in high school. It's like me wanting to go back to camp. Every once in a while, I think of my fond memories at summer camp. I think I want to go back. How old are you? 30. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to be 30. Yeah. Okay. Or you just want to be fucking, knew, you want to be 15. Be I want to be 30. You want to you be 15? Yeah, you want to be fit. When was the last time you went to camp? How old were you? 15, 16. Yeah. What kind of camp? Jewish sleepaway camp. Jewish. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't actually, you know what? You didn't have to say Jewish. I would have assumed if you just yeah. said sleepaway camp. It's a, you know, it's weird that Jews, we love camps so we, much. Yeah, it's, I, you would think you learned your lesson, but oh, no. A hundred percent. We love Keep them. going back. We That's how them. they got you. They're That's how they got you. Sick. Camp, you say? <laughs> really? Yeah. Again, I have Nothing. some jokes in that area. Not going to touch them. <laughs> so pickleball, pickleball. Yeah, I've never played it, and uh, it is a tragedy of a name. And buying the teams, just buy crypto. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys promote it or lose money on it? No, we're not those. No, types. nobody. But if they had asked me to promote it and paid me, I would have done it in six seconds. Yeah, I would have. I'd still do it. But we talked about this on the pod. Like, you're 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 Larry David. Right? Yeah. You got a Crazy. billion. Yeah. You got so a billion. Weird. Yeah. And I'm sure they, you know, like if, if you get offered $5 million for a Super Bowl ad, yeah. that's, that's top tier. Yeah. I'm sure FTX gave them 30 probably. Let's just, let's be nuts and guess something I, ridiculous. I feel like they didn't give them 30 20 uh, Maybe they, I mean. Why does he get out of bed, Neil? Because it's Greed. free money. It's free money. And he's not, it's like he's between seasons. He, Stop it! Really? While well, he's at the Riviera talking to yeah. Mark Wahlberg, it's free money. It's hard to turn down money. It's hard to turn down money, especially when it's so short. We didn't talk about this last time. 
you, what's he probably recording for? Two hours? Well, no, that's, I direct a lot of commercials. Yeah. And when it's a celebrity, they, it's, you get four hours. Right. So you have to set up. I did a ad with Kevin Hart last year that's like, I think supposed to start airing in the next week or something. But there was, it, we had to set up 13 sets next to each other on a stage. Like we had to build them all. It was so expensive because he only gives you so much time. And it's like, yeah, I'll go to all these sets. I'm not, you don't want to do a company move. So you have to build all these sets next to each other and call them. And they go, it's still worth it. Yeah. It's just worth it. So be ready. So if you're, if you're Larry, I, I look, Larry was one of those where I was like, that's, he's the only one I've seen where I've been like, why did he do that? The athletes, I understand, but, but he's richer than all them. But even like, he seems to be like somewhat of a do-gooder, like Matt Damon, and I can yeah. talk about this, he's my castmate. Um, like, he, like, he's out there hawking crypto, and I'm like, you seem like a pretty virtuous guy. Like, yeah. you didn't have a pause for a moment to be like, this is the one, maybe, maybe he, I'll do an old Navy ad. Maybe he believed in it. That's I the other it's, thing. It's, it's also possible that it, all the money went to charity. It, all right. It's Fair. pretty. It's pretty easy to believe these Ponzi schemes. Like that's why they're they're successful. Well, they say like, the genius of Ponzi schemes is that it's. They say they're fixing something that clearly seems broken, and it's the I gotta get in. They like they say Madoff for the first three times. Like you were trying to go like convert to Judaism or going to a Tibetan temple, he turned you away. He's like Neil, you're a great guy. If I have an opening, maybe, but I I got nothing for you right now. You're like. Please, Kevin Bacon said you're awesome. Yeah, well, that but the the I would argue that the bigger thing with that Ponzi scheme or any of these made off or any of this, it's that there's a phrase you can't cheat an honest man, meaning everyone goes twenty four percent a year, mm -hmm. and no one goes what twenty four percent? That's impossible. Did I tell you about the time that I went on Jordan Belfer's podcast? No, Did we ever speak about that. His team reached out to me, DM'd me, Wolf of said, Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Fly out to Miami, come on my podcast. I'm like, great, this sounds like God. Uh, you fly or he me, flies me, you? No, no, me fly. That yeah. was that should have been the first red flag. Yeah, yeah. I get to his house. He has no clue who I am. I'm yeah, on the podcast, course. but he has no like literally no idea. He's like, Are you here with the guy that I'm interviewing? Like, who are you? Knows nothing. We go through the whole podcast. He's on I I guess he must rent this house, I would assume. And he's talking about how he thought that he had purchased a home that could fit a 60-foot yacht when in actuality it could only fit a 30-foot yacht. Meanwhile, he has neither yacht and every single door in the house. You know when you can tell the difference between a sturdy home and a not sturdy home by the weight of the doors? Those like flimsy doors where you go on a bachelor party and the doors, like you get to rip the door off even though yeah. it looks gorgeous. All the doors, incredibly flimsy, just made me, as you're talking about Ponzi schemes. Yeah, you just yeah. go like, this guy's this, lying this, somewhere. Yeah, and once, I'm sorry, but once you're a mass criminal, you're a criminal. Like, there's something going on there. He's also constantly promoting crypto this, crypto that. I don't know if you I never thought we needed a new currency. Never occurred to me. Like, we need a new currency. cash. Need, we didn't even need the dollar. Well, what what's wrong with gold? Yeah. What's wrong with no, gold? Right. He's, he's, is it, by the way, is the U.S. dollar not another Ponzi scheme? Look, if wow. you want to get in, I mean, bro, you're you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> you know that. I ate too many mushrooms for this. I'm just saying the paper dollar is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, but it's one we all agreed to are a you, long time ago Are we before we were born. Am I breaking my sobriety if I take ayahuasca? I don't think you are. Right. <laughs> I don't. I know people, well, you know people probably that are do like microdose now, right? Me. In sobriety? No, but sober people are taking. Me. You? Yeah. What are you microdosing? Mushrooms? Uh, yeah. Regularly? No, 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 not regularly. Definitely not regularly. Once right in, now? Once in a while. I hope out. you guys break up over this. <laughs> once in a while. How dare you? Yeah, once in a while you go Neil, out in the town. Please. Have a little mushrooms. But I do like mushrooms in nature. I was just in Belize. I took some mushrooms on the boat, and it was wonderful. But you're not like taking them to be better at podcasting or to not feel depression I've, in your day-to-day -day life. Taken, I've taken mushrooms. You're not doing them for a reason that would help you. I, I've taken mushrooms 12 times in four years. So the answer is no. Right. Not to make me better. I actually find that it would certainly make me worse. I would be bugging out the entire time doing this. And nah, uh, well, yeah. 
Unless yeah, we were all on mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, well, you get used to it. Well, that's called an addiction. I want, yeah, I like, I think a lot of people would benefit from it. And you would certainly, you know, the, like Ron White, the comedian. Yeah, it changed Took him. it and stopped drinking. Yeah. Like, he had apparently quit like a week before or something. But, but yeah, it can, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a miracle. But I also know people who quit drinking through hypnosis. Uh huh. And the first year was great. And huh. then the second year was okay. And every uh, year following was just a little bit worse. And then they told me that they like to drink with their wife and they're going to have a drink here and there. And now it's fucked. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't. You do the program? You do a 12 I do, step program? Yeah, 12. 12 um, all, you do all 12, though. You do I like do. nine of them. <laughs> well, there's um, only three to do on a yeah, day to day basis. Good. So, look, I don't. I can't argue with anybody's method. I don't know. Totally. Well, I, I think it's the main... I had a kid... You could tell me. I had a guy who I was helping in sobriety. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. He had some suspect behavior leading up to this. But inevitably, he was like, I wanna, I'm want i going to go to Peru and do the whole thing mm -hmm. and, and go on an ayahuasca journey. I said, great. I would suggest you reset your date of sobriety. Mm-hmm. And he was like, absolutely not, and I won't be needing you to help me anymore. I said, okay, good luck. And my feeling was, if you really think it's going to help, which is valid, if yeah. you truly think it's going to help you in a real way, who cares about your time? Who cares? Yeah, that's a weird thing to like, right. what do you get? Would you don't you... get into the like frequent flyer. What You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You don't get into the... You don't get a gold star for dying sober. And if you really believe that this thing is going to give you something that maybe you're not getting from the program or whatever, your quest, what, is it, what does it matter? If someone told you that Lexapro was going to save your life, or, but you had to reset your days, like what's there to think about? Would you have to reset your date? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. that's a different thing. But I mean, if you're willingly going to change your, you know, they, they sort Do of say... Oh, I have a question about this. Please. Okay. So he says he doesn't want you to help him mm -hmm. are you a hundred percent rooting for him still is there a part of you that's not like the human pride part you're like you'll see there he wanted me to read a script <laughs> there was oh, say there no were, more there were enough things leading up to it where i was like oh yeah. you're fucked but no had i have guys who i really love and i feel like they've helped me as much as i've helped them on this journey and if they were like because i i've had to find outside things to help me and and yet sort of the sobriety and the 12 step thing is the the anchor in which everything can be born right it's the roots of the tree and did you reset your date no but i, I mean antidepressants got it so and it like and i avoided them for 15 years and mostly because i was an actor and i was like oh this is gonna i can't do anything to rewire myself and then i realized like well you're not that good <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like and you're pretty miserable and your life is awesome so you got to try something and did they work a lot Ooh, guys, I'm in the running for an asthma ad. Is that true? Oh, God, fingers crossed. What's, it's going to be big money. What, what is the brand? I don't know. What? Oh, I, it's one of those. But it's, I remember when I was doing that show mm. with John Stamos' grandfather, he comes into the dressing room and goes, anybody here got diabetes? <laughs> and I was like, why? He's like, because I hear there's three million up for grabs if you got the diabetes. There's a big pharma wow. commercial probably Neil Brennan's going to direct. And yeah, so God willing, I can get a nice asthma thing and pay for my two kids. Or Adult asthma. What? Adult asthma? I guess. Adult Jewish asthma? <laughs> yeah, it's a given. I don't know what that means. Come, it comes with Judaism. <laughs> hey, should we do our, in closing, our What Are You Nuts moment of the week? My What Are You Nuts moment. Go. I was cleaning up my email. I saw a gift that I had received from eight years ago from a company called Gift Rocket. My agents had sent me a gift. Doesn't happen a lot. For $150 to any restaurant I wanted to go to. And if I didn't apply to a restaurant, then I could have just gotten the cash. Seven years go by. I'm like, huh. It'd be a shame to just, this is cold, hard cash. Just email them. Hey, I somehow missed this. It went to my spam. Love to just, you know, whatever, send me a, a prepaid debit card. They go, oh no, this has expired. And because it was cash and not a gift card, in quotes, it doesn't fall under the card act, which is what protects like gift cards so they can never expire. So we're just taking their money and you don't get it. 
So I wrote them a strongly worded response saying, this is a shame. It feels like a weird loophole you're exploiting. And I would love for someone to get back to me so I could rave about my positive experience to my large Instagram following. <laughs> Was that a threat? Am I nuts? I'm asking me. What am I nuts? No, Are did, they nuts? Did they pay you? I've heard nothing back. Gift Rocket, I'm, I'm dragging them on the pot. Gift Rocket, what the I hell? I threatened one time a rental company in New York that I was renting from, and I got a sizable right uh, markdown on my on a six-month lease, five-month mm-hmm. lease, and I got like a lot of money back Yes, in, by threatening them. We've, it's the only time I've like demonstrably made mo- money from Twitter. So I was like, look, I got a lot of... Man, it'd be a real shame. So it works. All right, I'm going to write the tweet. Let us know if you get paid. What do Let you us know? know. What do you, you know? You need a, how bad do you need the money? I'll give you the money. Gift <laughs> <laughs> rocket, you're I was on thinking notice. the same thing, though. Like, yes, you're a little bit nuts because recouping 150 from seven years ago is crazy. It's but a also, principle. But also, what do you nuts gift rocket? You know, you hand out a gift card. I find the gift card. The gift card should be good. Also, shit name. Ben, go. Gift rocket's a terrible name. I'm from New York. We didn't talk about this. I'm mm-hmm. not from here. I'm just mm-hmm. happened to be in LA. Mm-hmm. I'm on my flight. And oh yeah, you don't live. Oh, yeah, I, I, he I said don't you live, rent, yeah. I don't live here. I'm on the flight. As you know, post pandemic times, they give you a little bit of Purell. They give mm-hmm. you one of those, uh, like in the thing. Mm-hmm. I take my Purell to my seat. I sit down. The guy next to me, totally masked, like d- yeah. double mask, coughing up a lung, nonstop coughing, coughing, coughing. Asks for two blankets. The guy is incredibly sick. Does he have COVID? I don't know. doesn't matter. The flu? It doesn't matter. If you're sick, you're sick. And you don't belong on an airplane. Because what did he do? He gets the ginger ale, takes his mask down, takes a sip of his ginger ale, right? Coughing for five hours. That's it. What are you nuts? What are you nuts? Don't get on an airplane. It has nothing to do with, it's this whole like, oh, if you have covid you shouldn't get on a plane. Right. Or if you have COVID, you shouldn't be near me. If you have the fucking flu. Right, but that's new. Be nowhere dude. near that's me. That's a new thing. It was, we were all supposed to fight through this shit until COVID. Yeah, but i My mom used to be like, just smile and go to school and get everybody sick. Yeah, that's the thing. Get everybody around you sick. But that was the policy and only Japanese people would wear masks when they were sick. Like, that's the, why they wore masks. Yeah. And everyone was like, they're fucking... Fucking weirdos wearing masks and being considerate, being considerate. Ugh. So you're correct, but that guy's probably from a world where even if if you're sick, you're you fight through it. Also, have the decency not to get a middle seat. Is that fine to ask? He didn't look. You're asking he's, a he's, lot of he's things. He's affecting two guy. people. Have the decency Left to not right. be poor. Left yeah. and right. By have way, the decency. No, he could have gotten an aisle seat. Yes, thank you. He could have gotten an aisle seat. What's when? wrong with an aisle? When? When he, he could have booked it earlier. There's no sick insurance. <laughs> also, you wouldn't have gotten any less sick if he was on a in an aisle. I would have had aisle. half the chances of being next to him. What did you? How did you handle it? I told the flight attendant. I'm like, hi. This guy next to me is unbelievably ill. I don't want to sit next to him. He said, tough luck. There's no other seats on the plane. Yep. He said, it's "It's not my problem. There are no other seats on the plane. What was the airline? Gift Rocket? (laughs) Delta. So what did I then do? do? Gift Rocket, not a horrible name for an airline, by the way. (laughs) It's pretty good. I asked for a mask. That's All what I did. Good it, name for a porn star. You weren't wearing a mask. Here's my no. gift rocket. I, you wear a mask on a plane today? Fuck yes. Okay, so that's Fuck a different yes. story. Yeah, I, I what are you nuts? Fine. You're the problem. You outed yourself. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. You, well, this was a, you, st- you sting operation yourself. Well, well, I started to wear- It was a wear, cell phone. I started to wear one once I heard his, his black I was going to wear a mask on the elevator here. I, why, I know there's no downside to wearing a mask. N95? For your yeah, own. yeah, yeah. What okay. about your own breath? I don't. It's wonderful. He's okay. a vegan. I love it. It's it smells fucking, great. It's been fantastic. You guys should come over. It smells like kelp <laughs> and ambition. I'll, I'll sniff. I'll sniff your mic after. We'd love that. to see you over here. <laughs> what am I? What's my? What are you nuts? I go to a restaurant. I get. I'm vegan. I get French toast, and they have one of the things that I get has like a hash brown side, or like on the plate, right? A lot and of I carbs. Could, I know. I <laughs> Yeah, no, somebody's somebody's not out of the woods on this food stuff. <laughs> and 
they so I go, do I get the hash run if it is? Just make it well done. He's like, yeah, if whatever. He's a waiter. He knows. They end up giving me a side of the hash brown wasn't part of the French toast. It's a side of French uh, side of hash brown. It cost me five dollars. And looking back, I'm like, I should have said, take this off the bill. Are you with me? I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, I don't. That's my. That's the best I could come up with for, <laughs> for what he, for a segment that I didn't understand. Is anyone nuts? <laughs> Who are we asking is nuts? I'm not. You were nuts. And then he was nuts, but you ended up being nuts. Ideally, the person who you are describing when is the Neil one who Simon is When Neil Simon came up with this segment name, <laughs> what are you, nuts? I think you having double carbs at breakfast is enough. I think Neil Brennan I have a sugar. Oh, you want to hear some food stuff? I have a sugar day. Yes, Sunday is my sugar day. I try not to eat sugar all week. And then Sunday I had, I mean, yesterday I had, I had salt and straw. For dessert. It's a refeed day. Yeah. yeah. What do you call it? A refeed. Refeed. A refeed, yeah. Spell it. R-E-F-E-E-D? Yeah. Refeed. Like you refeed yourself. Yeah, it's like it, the it's in the training community. This this idea that if you do a cal- calorie oh, deficit yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the Cheetah. week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you're giving yourself all those glycogen stores and all the shit that you haven't gotten for six days out of the week. Okay. I, I, yeah. Yes, I do that. And it was pretty sweet yesterday wow it was pretty great i don't like to think of you treating yourself i don't know why i like your style <laughs> i because you want me skinny you want me tortured and skinny i want me tortured and skinny. i had a very liberal day yesterday i had two vegan meals and i went to an art museum wow. <sighs> just punched me in the face already <laughs> driving driving my tesla from fucking art museums to vegan restaurants kill me guys what an episode thanks dude thank you for joining I do us. the wrap-ups now <laughs> well how do we say goodbye we already did oh please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode